You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. gentlemen welcome back to pad i'm your host kevin spotty blackman jackson once again here joins you by my super producer mr jr brow who i know is a little tired right now but we're gonna make this pop tonight jr how you yes, feeling yes sir yes sir i'm ready man ready to have a good show tonight and talk some uh something rare uh yeah. three, three game winning streak right facts facts well listen um glad you guys are here my man guy fisher already in the chat i'm glad you're here with me my guy appreciate that obviously um, as always, uh, this is a call-in show. If you guys have uh, any comments, any thoughts, uh, anything in particular, give us a call here, 201-256-1799, and you'll reach me directly. Um, I think we're going to have somebody call in uh, shortly. We'll get somebody on the line, and we'll, uh, we'll chop it up just a little bit. But uh, you know what? Here we are, once again, on a, on, on a victory Monday, right? How, how many times can we, have we been able to say that? Um, we haven't really been able to say that we've won three games in a row in quite some time. So uh, I think it's going back to 2015. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the New York Jets are balling out of control right now. Let's, uh, you know, let's get into it. Uh, 27 uh, to 10 victory where the defense in particular kind of uh, kind of stole the show today. Uh, Zach Wilson, our, our young franchise quarterback, who most of us thought was actually going to come into the season and demonstrate why it is that uh, he was the number two overall pick didn't actually show up uh, this game. I mean, didn't like I say he had a horrible game, but uh, didn't really have a good game uh, per se. And I, I think that's evidenced by some of the Twitter not, news that we've been kind of going through over the course of this past 24 hours with Elijah Moore uh, voicing some uh, some frustration about his usage um, in this offense. Zero targets, uh, zero catches, no yards uh, for a guy that we expected to be then, uh, you know, our basically our number one wide receiver coming into the season. I know that's difficult, but um, that's kind of a side note, right? Yeah, I do, I do find it weird that he didn't get one target though. That is kind of yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it, I don't I don't necessarily know if it's as weird as it is a travesty of justice. I think this guy right, is really right. kind of supposed he's supposed to be part of what it is that we're doing here on offense. And Michael Floor, you know, and y'all know I've I've questioned our coaching staff uh, quite a few times um, over the course of this very young season as to what it is that their thought processes are. Um, and it just appears right now that uh, these guys are really having a difficult time getting it together. Now, um, I will say this. We have found a shiny new toy in Brees Hall that I think is kind of feeding into why it is that we're having some of those questions about our wide receiver grouping right now. I mean, even going so far back as to the, uh, to the Cleveland game when we were anointing uh, our, our young Garrett Wilson as the next coming to us, Life's Bread and Pants with Pockets, um, he also has, has kind of disappeared a little bit. Uh, maybe – not as much as Elijah Moore has. Uh, he, I mean, I believe what, what he had a, uh, what was it, two catches? Um, was it right? I think he had uh, Garrett was excuse me, one catch uh, for eight yards. Yeah, yeah, it's a little ugly, but um, realistically, there really is certain things that we can complain about. I don't want to be a negative Nancy right now. We we stomped a mud hole in the Green Bay Packers this past weekend, and uh, we did it with. <laughs> probably one of the the most encouraging things that we possibly could be and that would be with a dominant defensive performance guys we talked about this uh you know a few times especially early in the season and i know my guy who's in the uh, guy fisher who's in the comments right now uh was calling for uh Ulbrich to be fired i think we're gonna have to pump the brakes on that just a little bit right now my man um Ulbrich and robert <laughs> Sala, uh they dialed up a phenomenal game plan uh we stymied uh, a hall of fame caliber quarterback in uh, Aaron Rodgers and we actually you know I, I think we did a really good job of, of, of neutralizing even the run game uh, which you know 
over the course of these past few weeks at the beginning of the season uh, very much so uh, we thought our running the, the run defense was actually a, a serious difficulty that we had to overcome uh jr kind of what stood out to you uh jr this game with uh what do you think with, with the bright spots overall i mean and do you think i'm kind of going a little overboard with the offense right now no definitely not overboard uh bright spots for me i watched the game with uh kevin at uh yeah saw that. somewhere close. somewhere in dc it was pretty cool uh yeah. stood out to me is the defense again uh defense actually came through played legit you know four quarters offensive wise Brees Hall, man he, he keeps uh pressing me week in week out i'm, I'm kind of wondering what he's gonna do next week you know what i mean yeah so. man. look I'm, I'm really looking forward to it legitimate uh, conversation about uh, the New York Jets, and I mean, just just think about me saying this. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that that they, I have the ability to say this, but the offensive rookie of the year uh, and the defensive rookie of the year look to be on this team when we talk about Bryce Hall and uh, excuse me, Brees Hall, and we're talking about uh, Sauce Gardner. Man, come on, man, the, the, that that kid is is absolute beast. I'm sure you've all seen the the footage, the the one that Robert Sherman uh, tweeted out, where where we saw what I would have to imagine was probably one of the most fluid defensive uh, plays that I've seen in quite some time uh, from anybody on the, on the defensive uh, side of the ball for the New York Jets. Um, Sauce Gardner is that guy, man. I mean, re- realistically, we're talking about, and, and again, you know, the topics of, of conversation right now are that he could right, very possibly be one of the very best defensive backs in the league in his fifth game as a rookie. I know it's, I know it's difficult to just jump off that bridge, but I'm going to keep it real. I behold my nose and jump off the side, my man. I'm not. I'm not playing. I'm really excited about what it is that this kid is going to be able to do uh, going forward. But I really kind of didn't want to get too far away from the coaching changes that we've actually seen. I know I just kind of made the point about Ulbrich and Robert Sala, um, and them changing up the game plan just a little bit. And I know these past few weeks I've been really critical of the coaching staff, saying that the young players have outpaced their growth a little bit. And uh, I want to say this: that this past game starting to look like these guys are catching up now i will say that the jury is still out on mike lafleur yeah i mean there are certain times in the games where he's dealing where he's definitely you know he's doing a lot to uh to kind of dispel the rumors about how inept our offense is going to be um but i think it was kind of smart just in this situation in particular to kind of take the ball out of zach's hands late we were actually getting the ball to the hot hand and and, and, and breeze hall zach just realistically, I, I did see him make some plays. I did see him make some really, some really, you know, timely throws, some really good throws. Some of those throws that make you really believe that this kid has the talent to be able to do it. Um, but if I'm keeping it in perspective, um, he hasn't really played a full season as a rookie just quite yet. So I think he may not just be ready to, you know, for the, for the bright lights of prime time and being able to take over a game um, consistently. Um, but I do, and I have seen enough to believe that uh, this kid. Uh, before we get to the end of the season, is going to be able to do what it is that we need him to do uh, to to put us in positions to win, right? And if the defense continues to play the way that they have, I don't think there's going to be any doubt that uh, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I, I do want to get into a little bit of numbers, but, Gerald, let me, let me just ask you this just before we kind of jump into some of yeah, the stats here. Zach Wilson uh, cause for alarm? I will say at least he didn't turn over the football, so that is a positive, I will say. Great point. Like you said, you texted me earlier through the week. He ain't got to do it all. We got the yeah. pieces around him. Just don't turn the ball over. Play smart football. Yes, I would like to see him do a little bit more. Eventually, he is a number two pick overall. So yeah. eventually, it's going to be a tight game where you know it's going to be a lot of scoring. He's going to sling the ball. So yeah, that's true. You know, right I, now I, I'm fine with it. He did all right, yeah. but I I like to see a little bit more. Definitely, I'll reference that that message that uh, that I sent to you. Originally, because I think that the, there's a lot to be said for his not necessarily needing to right. be, you know, that, that kind of guy. And, and, and I just I, I, I said this before the season started and I'll stand by it. Right. Um, Zach doesn't need to be a top 15 quarterback. Um, I know that there was a lot of pushback I got from that specifically because guys were saying that the season is going to be predicated on Zach Wilson bowling out of control and being this you know, this, uh, this, you know, this Tim Brody style quarterback that's going to be able right. to take over games and, and, and run the show and actually, uh, you know, elevate all boats per se. But um, I think that we've seen that Joe Douglas has done a phenomenal job in providing the talent necessary uh, for Zach Wilson to not have to do everything. You know, I know they made that statement when we drafted him. We're not going to expect him to come in and actually be, you know, this Superman type savior um, in his second year after really not playing full seasons in either his first 
uh, and missing the first, uh, you know, three uh, games of, of his second season. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to be nervous about that. I do still, you know, again, I have some questions. I'm hoping that, you know, what it is that we've seen in the times when we have been able to point to Zach Wilson playing well, uh, that he's going to be able to continue to do that. But uh, he was, you know, and I'll say this, I'm, I'm not going to say he was horrible but he wasn't really good uh, against Green Bay. I mean, he held the ball too long at times. He wasn't very sharp on all the throw that he needed to make. Um, but the coaches, again, the coaches were huge. They dialed up a good game plan. Uh, they took the ball out of his hands, and they gave it to Brees, and uh, we were able to secure the win um, on the backs of our defense and special teams. Uh, right. Today, t- 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 you know, a gr- Green Bay game, in my opinion, that was the turning point for this season, right? Um Sam, I, I think that we should all enjoy what the national coverage is going to look like of this team going forward. I think that there's going to be something to be said for the same old Jets mantra and, and the lazy narratives and lazy, you know, commentary that we've been getting from folks, uh, you know, over the course of these past, uh, you know, decade, you know, coming out of 2016. So we actually um, got seven viewers watching. They're on the uh, worldwide station right now. I can't bring oh, your comments up, but we got a lot of comments going on. So if you want to scroll that's through them, answer up. some of them, just yeah, so you know. Yeah, let, let, me, let me get in there. I'm thankful that you guys are in with me. Let me let me get into a, a different feed here. I got a couple I got a couple of them up, but we'll get there in just a second. I don't know um, why it's not coming through, but yeah, go to Jets World too if you want your comments to come up. Yeah, that's what's up. I'll do that. Okay, because I know we're for, in for the, them. Yeah. We're in the house. We're in the house. Um, and I definitely appreciate you guys hopping on with me tonight. Um, let's do what it is that we need to do to get there. Aha! There, there we are. Okay. All right. Let's see. Um, got my man Guy Fisher obviously in the building. Thank you for joining us, my man Scott Kalispe. It's been a while, my dude. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for jumping in. I most definitely appreciate you. Um, got my man Unique in, uh, in, in the comments. Thanks a lot. Um, we let's see. We'll start with Guy Fisher. Mike LaFleur has to ingrain Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore in this offense to beat Belichick and Sean McDermott. I want to say I agree with you on that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, and this may be a little bit of a controversial take, Guy. And, and I mean, hold me to this if, if, if I'm bugging out, right? But I honestly think that if there's anyone that kind of needs to be fed right now, it is Elijah Moore. And I think that him playing at a position currently and not being put in the slot where he is a lot more apt to get open in, in space and actually, you know, kind of run after the catch. I think doing that with a concerted effort um, opens up so many things and it opens up quite a bit uh, on the outside as well as it opens up the run game quite a bit in that play action pass. Um, you know, I, I've watched the game a couple of times already. And I really do think that that in particular is one of the factors that are really kind of creating some of the congestion that we're having with the receivers right now. I know that Garrett Wilson is a beast. We know that already. We've seen him be it. Um, but I just honestly believe that Elijah Moore is the, 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 the linchpin for what it is that we really want to do in the passing game. Obviously, what it is that we do with Brees in the running game is, is, is huge. But I think that we want to open up that passing game. Elijah Moore is, is, the, uh, is, is the way that we get that done. Right. Um, that's uh, Scott Kalispe brought donuts, so we'll keep it for now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely, it, it's more more cookies. Y'all know I'm a cookie man. We I find that. it hard to believe that Braxton Barrios is getting more touches than Elijah Moore. I mean, I understand, but no, no hate on Braxton though. He, hey, he's no, getting it in, but it's just not crazy. At all. Like, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I figured they could do something to get him the ball. It is, it is bad. Um, but I mean, you know, Braxton Berrios has a role, right? No, I, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I like Braxton Berrios. I was the one that said, you know, I kind of thought we need to bring him back at a reasonable cost, and it looks like we did that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's paying dividends. And and I don't even want to say to the detriment of someone else because he has a niche, you know, kind of a role here. He does what it is that he does, and you know, right. he does it well. Um, but I think that it it it's difficult when the majority of what it is that we know works or, or could possibly work um, is being kind of lost in translation here. And that's exactly what it is that we're doing with uh, Elijah Moore and even Garrett Wilson to a certain extent. Corey Davis is still eating, right? But I mean... Man, Corey Davis making big Corey, plays when they count. He don't catch much, but he catches the big ones. And that's Corey, all that matters. Corey, Corey Davis has actually been the only guy, you know, besides Brees at this point in time that... I can count on the fantasy and I know that that's not a conversation <laughs> I'd like to have. Right. But right. It's, a, it's a reality about the stats and what it is that we're producing. It's difficult. Um, let's, let me get back to the comments real quick. Cause I, I, I was kind of late to get in here. CJ. Um, my man, CJ is there. All right, my man. Yo, I appreciate the love, my guy. Thanks. All love due to CJ D Simone, uh, the painkiller, the guy who made this all possible for me 
Thank you very much, my brother. I'm thankful that uh, that you're hey, enjoying me. I gotta, get, I gotta get him some horns real quick. <laughs> well, we're gonna get these things. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. A little we're rusty. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely gonna make it pop. Um, but let's get back to the to the comments. Um, if anyone thinks that Belichick isn't going to stack the box and force Zach to beat them, you're crazy. Actually, I think that that actually is it. I think that is exactly what it is that oh, they're yeah. going to try to do. Um, but realistically, I think that that's when we really do see the focus going back to Elijah Moore. That's when we see the focus going back uh, to Garrett Wilson. That's when we see, you know, the focus going back to that pass game. And Mike LaFleur is going to have to, you know, he's going to have to be creative with how he gets it done. Even though I think we all know really what it is that he's supposed to do, right? Those 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 seam routes, those those really quick hit slants and things of that nature that that get these guys open in space and allow them to run. I think that's exactly what it is that we need to look for, and that's exactly what it is that we need to dial up. Scott Kalispi, nobody says we're lazy. We were talentless. Now I'm not saying we were lazy. I'm saying that those common these these commentators and some of these prognosticators, <laughs> those guys are lazy because they're not necessarily following the team the way that we do. Um, I can say this. I've I've taken flack recently uh, because of my steadfast, uh, you know, belief that we're going to ball. Um, and folks are just laughing at me left and right because they say, yeah, it's the Jets. You guys are not going to ball. Um, and I'm telling you that, uh, you know, you're, you're missing the point of what it is that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have been putting together. And we are. And uh, I've been vindicated these past couple of weeks. I've been able to talk cash, cash it <laughs> at work. Uh, because these guys are now seeing what it is that I've been saying is coming to fruition. That's what I'm talking about. Um, let me get back in. Uh, shared all over the place. CJ Simone, my guy. Appreciate that. Um, Scott had a uh, had a great point. They're making more run routes that take too long. He's super quick. He needs to run those short slants. That's exactly kind of what it is that I was alluding to when I, you know, just made the comments that I think he needs to be in the slot. Those are much more, you know, quick hit type plays. Um, Garrett Wilson has shown the ability to, to kind of go up in high point. He's shown the ability to get open on the outside. I think Elijah Moore, you know, being a smaller, you know, receiver, I think a little more twitch, um, I think is, is much better suited to be on the inside. And I think that as soon as they put him back there, that's when we start seeing things open up. And I think naturally that's going to allow Zach to see the field a little more clearly. And that opens up some passing lanes for him to be successful going forward. Braxton Berrios needs a bigger role also, guys. Is that, is that what you think? Uh, I don't know. I, I think he's good where he's at. Um, realistically, I think once you actually start to, well, I, mean, I think if, if you overdose on what it is that you do with Braxton Berrios, I think it makes it, you know, less effective and it, it creates, you know, those negative plays. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're already looking at Mike LaFleur saying, what are you doing calling, you know, some ridiculous passes on third and one when you've got not only Brees Hall, but Michael Carter, who has proven to never allow that first guy to get him down. I actually think that Michael Carter probably is a better option on third and one than Brees Hall would be just because of his contact balance and his shiftiness. I really just right. it, in, in, in how I see it, I think that actually makes more sense. Um, yep. what, what, what do you think, Jerry? That, 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 makes yeah, sense that definitely it? makes sense. I like, yes. That's what let, uh, let Brees pound it. You figure Brees, you know, gets the ball to the one yard line and then we give it to Michael Carter and without <laughs> fail, without yeah. fail, that guy puts it in. Um, I think if you're looking for one yard, that's who you go to, right? And I mean, uh, it, I, w I wouldn't think that, you know, you'd consider Michael Carter some, you know, ground and pound type of back. Um, but I think that his elusiveness, I think his ability to, to always fall forward, I think that that is a unique skill set that makes him extremely valuable in those situations. <laughs> said, Bump CJ, keep talking like that and his head will swell even bigger. I'm not even worried about that. CJ is uh, is 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 most definitely one of my guys, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm never going to to talk bad about him. I'm, I might we might disagree with the takes, and uh, he knows where we stand with that. But uh, all respect due. And hey, well, speaking of speaking of the takes, we got a special guest um, coming in right now. What do we got? And no other than your man CJ, the painkiller. Ah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Look, you don't even know. I'm, I'm, I'm all in the fields. I got the warm fuzzies. My man is in the building. <laughs> Just like all times, so I turn, that's, that's return it to that's the scene that. of the crime. Yes, sir. <laughs> and look, ready to outline them in chalk, CJ, my man. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. It's always wonderful to see you. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and let you rapid fire, my man. Give me some, give me some updates. Uh, how you feeling? Uh, I've been feeling much better, believe it or not. Uh, things are finally moving in a positive direction. Uh, got a little bit of the weight off my shoulders, which is good. You guys saw me last Tuesday night. I popped back on mission briefs to say what's up. So, you know, 
Jet, uh, Jets are making this look good, which is a good thing. Yes, you know, it, it was getting tiring. Jack's coming up here every single week and, <laughs> you, you know, having just a, you know, a piss and moan fest about a game we should have won or a game we let get away or a game we get smacked in the mouth. But, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've been able to talk about a Jets three-game winning streak in which two of those three games, believe it or not, regardless whether you want to give the excuse that Pittsburgh is rebuilding and Green Bay doesn't have any competent wide receivers other than Alan Lazard, that's uh, that's still not an excuse. You play what's on play who's on their schedule, and of course, you know, smacking Miami right in the mouth. You know, that was something that the Jets needed big time. I mean, they needed that like a huge uh, B twelve shot right there. So at, at four and two right now, you know, the Jets, the Jets definitely made me eat some crow over these past six games. You and I talked about it all off season. What was what, what was my mantra? Show, yeah, show me. Right? Sustainable wins, man. You got to, you got to, you got to put it up. But that's exactly what they've been doing. I mean, granted, you know, uh, Zach hasn't had to do a lot, but uh, but you know, when he's been called upon, he's actually gone out there and he's he's done some damage. And you know, the Jets' running game, the Jets' running game right now is solidly the strength of their offense. Elijah Moore needs to shut the fuck up and stop pissing and bitching about not getting the ball and stuff like that. Because you know what, there were only maybe a couple of plays where he was open enough where Zach didn't see him. I mean, okay. But, I mean, if you're open the majority of the game, I could see you standing up and bitching. But I think that that situation is going to get handled in the locker room where one of the veterans are going to tell tell the young cat. Let's pipe down a little bit, right? Let's just pipe down a little bit. And, yeah. and you know, don't worry. You're going to get your balls. You're going to get your touches. You just need to be patient like everybody else. My so, immediate my immediate response to that was obviously, you know, that's this is the wrong forum to do that. You know, not, not to mention the fact that he's responding to a Rich Samini tweet, right? Which Back. is even worse. <laughs> that, that makes right, it even worse. Rich is just garbage. Yeah, I mean, well, Rich Samini is is is, is an obvious troll and somebody that likes to stir the pot, and and his takes are you know kind of negative, you know, just at, on face. Um, but I, it's it's almost like he baited Elijah Moore into into making that comment, and I really just don't. It doesn't sit well with me. I agree with the sentiment that it's difficult, you know, to justify why he's not getting the, the touches. But going to social media, especially in this environment right now, when we are playing as well as we are as a team, when there is the environment of, of, of such, you know, positivity because of the win streak and because of how it is that we, I mean, to your point, in particular, two blowout victories back to back, you know, and, and I mean, while Green Bay is struggling right now, it's still a team that, you know, I guess one would say that we were supposed to lose to, right? Right. And I mean, I, I think that, you know, at, until we really get to a point where saying that we're supposed to lose to a team is no longer the narrative, mm-hmm. I think that this is obviously, you know, it, it's something that we, that needs to be addressed. And I think Elijah Moore is not helping his own cause by doing it. Um, I will say this, though, over the course of the past, you know, what, four or five weeks, when there has been something like this addressed, whether it be on Twitter or whether it be in social media or what have you, um, the Jets uh, coaching staff has responded. We saw, you know, the first game when Garrett Wilson didn't get off, how it, how it is that we responded to the second game. Um, and then when it came to Brees Hall and not giving him opportunities, we saw how that's changed also. Um, I think it only benefits us to get Elijah more active uh, and involved in this offense. And I think that, and, and I think I said this just a little while ago, but if we do get Elijah more up and running and ready, where, you know, we're, we're manufacturing touches for him early, I do think it bodes well for every other aspect of the offense, including um, what it is that we uh, haven't really been seeing, and that's with the tight ends as well. So, Facts. Um, wh- what do you think about the about the defense, man? I know we had some questions about Quinn and Williams, and 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 even Sauce. I know you said you had to eat a little crow. Sauce, Sauce is available right now, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you need some Listen, of that, I'm puzzling that uh, that bad boy. I'm, I'm double fisting that sauce right there. Right? Y'all know how pissed off I was when they picked him at four, yeah. but uh, but you know what? Listen, yo, he's going out there and he's he's playing his ass off and. If there's one person in the comments who who right now should be eating more crow than me, Scott Fisher, I'm looking at you, brother. <laughs> I'm looking at you Look. with the fire, Jeff Albrick. <laughs> I was kind of understanding where Guy was was coming from. I was yeah. a little bit frustrated. I was a little yeah. bit frustrated with his comments about about Quinn and Williams. You know, especially when when Quinn and the defensive line coach getting into it on the uh, on the sideline. You know, but w- whatever it is that they, they needed to iron out, they, they took care of business. Absolutely. So and right now, dude, the only thing that I'm concerned about, I want them to see this continue. Yeah, you know, are, are the Jets going to win every game from here on out? No, of course not. But here's the thing. Uh, 
just don't take that bad L, especially now. Like this is supposed to be the hardest part of your schedule where Scott picked people to go two and seven over the first nine games. Yeah. All right. Brady Quinn, that jackass, wherever the fuck he is. Okay, he picked the Jets to go 0-9 in their first game over there. I'm sure somebody smacked him upside the head with a shoe. I need that dude to come out of pocket. That, that he, he's probably embarrassed to show his face. So, look, the, all the Jets just need to do is continue to stack up these wins, continue to give the, the, the Jets beat writers and the, and the national media giant shit burgers to eat, yeah. and let, let Robert Sala continue to collect those receipts, baby. Let him just continue to collect the receipts because you know what? I'm not 100% in, but I'm a lot more than I was at the beginning of the season. I just got to say this because this this is the reality of where it is that I'm at right now. And, I mean, I, I know I'm probably going to catch a little flack for this, but I'm all in right now. I mean, and, and, and I, you know, I, I had this predisposition coming into the season already, CJ. I know we, we talked about this a million times yep. where I just felt like, if everything worked the way that it was supposed to, right? And if is obviously doing a lot of work. I say that all the time. If is doing a lot of work here. But if, if the potential that these guys have is lived up to, um, there is no reason to believe why 10 wins is not possible. Not only that, but 10 wins actually would justify us being no worse than the second wild card, right? And I think that at, just based on where it is that we're at, and I know Scott's in the comments talking about how he only predicted uh, what what was it even six wins for the season? Did he say we'd make it to, to six wins? I think overall. Yeah, I I'm, think so. I think uh, I I think it was like between uh, between six and seven six wins. Six and uh, seven, I yeah. I may be well, generous. You and I both know Scott. Uh, Scott has his reasons for the for the way he thinks. Yeah. He suffers from the same post traumatic stress disorder that you and I do. I'm not even where happy. you know, like we we see stuff like this, we get we we get excited. Yeah. We we you know they go out and they beat a team they're not supposed to beat. And then they get their asses kicked by 40 by the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. The very next game. They have no business beating the Jets. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so you lose all credibility because you lost to a shit team. So, you know, for me, it's I want to see, like, okay, you, you beat Green Bay. You beat Pittsburgh. You beat Miami. You got Denver on the horizon. Like, a lot of people are, ta- are, are calling Denver closet trash. I've called Denver closet trash. I've, nope. I've been I've been calling Denver a victory for weeks now, especially after that last uh, the last one that I, I watched um, on, on the on the Thursday night game. I really I really just don't believe that they're on the same caliber that we are. I know that, you know the, the the climate difference is is you know probably something that we'll have to contend with, but I just don't think that the talent. I don't think that their capabilities are on, on par with what it is that we're going to bring to the table, and nice. we're going and we're going to kick their ass. Um, Scott Kalispi is. A legend in the comments. As much as uh, I love that guy, we're home. <laughs> I'm thankful that he, he that he's still uh, calling and he's still dropping the bomb for us. A couple of things, just because I don't want to get too far away from these guys. Said sad thing is that at Sports Center uh, first take get up. Every one of them are talking how Green Bay needs to fix this or fix that, and that's the great game that the Jets played. I think that's a reality. Um, we still haven't done enough to garner the type of respect that I think we will before we actually get to the end of the season. I think, you know, even coming off of the bye week, um, when, when folks have, you know, a little bit of time off to kind of think about what it is that we've been able to do. And again, my positive outlook on what it is that we're going to do to get there, right? Because that means that we are going to have to go through Denver and we are going to have to go through New England. And uh, beating New England is something, you know, obviously that we haven't uh, really been able to do. I, I know if, if if I do want to keep it in context, right, we are catching a lot of these teams at the right time. Just let you know, yeah. we got a phone call on the line. Oh, that's what's good. All right. Welcome to the Launchpad Hotline. This is Spotty and CJ. Who do we got with us? Let me admit, I had to eat crow when it came to Jeff Albrecht. <laughs> I'm eating crow right now. So let me admit that because I was beating the bandwagon on that. But, yo, but let, yo, let me tell you something. I predicted the three wins. If you look on the Jets end zone before we played, I said, yo, the Jets are going to have three straight wins. I said, before before the, before these nine games are over in these nine games. And yeah. guess what? We won three straight games. What's pissing me off is every day I'm watching SportsCenter, Get Up, First Take. They they all saying the same thing. Oh, Roger, um, Aaron Rodgers, they need to do they do this. They are ignoring the fact, and I like what Rex Ryan said. Rex Ryan said this Jets team was a different team. He said we're acting like they didn't have a good competitor out there against them. They had a good the Jets put out a good product against these teams, and we won. 
the thing that get me is, is when we had 17 injuries, 17 of our stars was hurt. Yeah. We were down to having people off the streets walking. All they kept criticizing nice. was that Robin Salah needs to find a way to 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 to, to win these matchups. Robin Salah needs to find a way to come around this. Now here we are playing, and we go to Pittsburgh. Oh, this one is injured. Oh, the Jets. Uh, this one to play. I don't care about that because when our quarterback was hurt, when all our top players is out, nobody cared. They only said, "Look right. at the same old Jets." Now we're winning. We're being effective, and now we, we're kicking these teams. I'm sorry, I don't, want to, I don't want to curse on it, but we're kicking man. these teams behind, man, and we are doing the thing. And I, when I tell you, brother, I'm watching every sports center, everything, and I'm sitting, and every time, if they do talk about us, they deflect to the other team. Oh, this team, they didn't have this. They didn't have that. This is, I'm telling you this. We have to beat Buffalo. I met, a Jets, I met another Jets fan today. He believes we're not going, we're going to lose both games to Buffalo. I said we're not. I said we might lose that first game, but we're not going to lose both games. We have to, we have to go out there. We have to whip Buffalo's behind. We have to kick Buffalo behind, and we have to kick um, Belichick. We have to kick both these teams in the behind. These are two teams. These are two games. We is a must win. We're going to play these teams two times. We have to win one of these games. We have to. We have to win one of these games for them to stop. It's got to stop now. And I like the best thing. I'm gonna hang up after this. The best thing I like was um, Mike Clement. When they said, what do you have to say about this Jets team? The fact that I like is he took almost 30 seconds to answer. And he said, the Jets are here to play. You know what I'm saying? Period. Guy, uh, uh, listen. We all the ball. Yeah. Guy is coming in, spitting fire right now, dropping all of the facts. Uh, you know, and I know that there's, there's something to be said for, you know, being cautiously optimistic or, or tempering our expectations in particular. But um, the way that we're playing right now, and I, and I know that uh, – my man Shane Warrington is a, is a really good friend of mine. He's also uh, in one of our Jets chat groups. He says kind of the same thing that I've always been saying, and that is, why not us? Why not now? Um, and uh, I know CJ. I know you're getting up. We're getting up against it right here. I know you said you got to get ready to go. Um, yep. You got you got any final thoughts before we wrap you up for tonight, dude? Just keep it going. Keep it going. Just uh, just continue to maintain the high level of play that you guys have exhibited over the past over the past three weeks. You guys are starting to put the league on notice. If you can continue it, you're going to continue to turn heads. You're going to continue to force people to, to have to pay attention to you. And not only that, the New York Jets will be relevant. Plain, plain and simple. That's all, the, that's all the fan base wants. We want us to be relevant. We don't want us to be a punchline anymore. We, we're tired of the national media making fun of us. But the only way that that's going to stop is for us to continue winning. Four and two, build on it. Show it. Show everyone that it's not a fluke. Show everyone that the Jets are for real. Smack the shit out of some people. Get that split against New England or sweep them. Put a, put a scare into Buffalo. Or maybe you split with Buffalo. I would think so. You know, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but Buffalo does not look unbeatable. The Jets could take advantage of, uh, of, of uh, napping. I think that the Jets are uniquely um, talented in places that could possibly neutralize what Buffalo does. I yeah. think that I think we're going to I think we always play Buffalo tough, but I think with the talent level uh, in the skill positions that we have right now, I think it's going to be ugly for Buffalo. Um, give me the last thing and, and we'll let you go. Um, give me your, your, your predictions of what our record is going into the bye. I'm going to err on the side of caution, and I'm going to say that we are six and three. I'm not mad at that. Okay. Um, who do you think we drop? I think Denver. We definitely drop. I think uh, I, I think New England. I, I definitely think that Robert Sala is probably going to be like, you know what? He's probably going to put, like, the Jets have lost how many straight games for uh, play, playing New England back yeah. to, you know, when uh, – Bef Before uh, – back to uh, – what's, yeah, what's your point? Drew, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe. And stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so you know, I think I I think that all of that that's all going to be bulletin board material. These pups are going to want to go in there. They're going to be like, "Look, this ain't the same old Jets." I don't give a fuck if it's Belichick. Yeah. All right, and and I think that I think the L I think the L we take is against Buffalo, but I think Buffalo fucking shits the shits the bed. Yeah, where, where like Josh Allen is probably like during the post game press conference wiping sweat off his forehead, going. We almost lost that one because these guys almost fucking beat us. Most definitely. So, and that's what I think. 
All right. Once again, my brother, it was awesome to have you again. Obviously, it feels it feels like old times. I'm so thankful that you dropped in. CJ, the painkiller, D. Simone, ladies and gentlemen, y'all know what it is. This guy is still one of the best to do it, still one of the best guys I know, and I'm thankful to have him on. Appreciate you dropping in. You obviously, you know, it's an open invitation. You're welcome whenever you want to. Uh, J-E-T-S. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you very much, guys. Um, listen, yeah, in, in, in honor of my guy right there, uh, CJ DeSimone, who, who I'm so thankful for Real Talk. Uh, let's 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 uh, continue on. Let's continue to grow and continue to build um, here on the Launchpad. Um, thankful to have Guy call in. Appreciate you, brother. Um, the, the call lines are always open, guys. If you want to call in and you want to, you know, get something off your chest or if you want to, you know, kind of disagree with the take that I have or if you want to call me an idiot or whatever. I got Bruh. something for you. Come on, come on on the line, and we'll do what it is that we need to do. I do feed trolls. I'm gonna keep it real. I, I do feed trolls. I, I feed them M80s. Um, but Jr. We got. <laughs> it looks like we got the line coming in right now. Um, what do, what do you think about CJ's takes? You think CJ's good? Nah, yeah, it was great. I I, I hit him up on the side. I was like, hey, you want to come in and be a special guest? Surprise him real quick. He's like, sure. So I'm glad he came in, man. Man, but yeah, I agree with I'm, CJ. I'm thankful for that. It was really good to see him, <laughs> my man. Uh, um, again. The Weapons Hot podcast was, I'm not going to say that's the first one I've been on, but I think that was the longest show that I had ever been involved with. Obviously, I, I got started with Robbie Jersey back in the day. And nice. uh, Rob, Robbie is still my guy, man, and still super fan. He's uh, in L7 every week. Um, so, I mean, if you guys have an opportunity to jump in uh, and, and and visit Robbie at the game, Herbert Lane, all of them guys. Going into these next couple of games, it's going to be interesting because CJ, you know, kind of gave me something to think about with uh, with respect to the Denver game. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, we've always, or, or me personally, I mean, let me speak about myself. I've always felt like after, you know, we have these really emotional wins that the following week we have a letdown. Um, I think Sauce said it best uh, in the clip talking about how Green Bay chose the Jets uh, to play after the trip to, excuse me, after the trip to London. And, uh, you know, they, they didn't get the same old Jets, and that's what the expectation was for them. They kind of thought that they would. Um, Sauce actually made a, a phenomenal point, not to say Mo Jets. Um, so realistically, the expectations that we have for these follow-up games, I think, are a lot different than what it is that they've been in the past. And while I know that Denver has, you know, the atmospheric differences and all of that, I just don't think they're talented enough to keep up with us. And I think that even with uh, the name that Russell Wilson brings, um, I don't necessarily think that that has anything to do with um, what it is that uh, his production has been on the field. Um, our defensive backfield, monster. Um, the best cornerback group in the league with Sauce, DJ Reed, and Michael Carter II. I mean, even, uh, you know, um, uh, the, the safeties have stepped up to the plate. Um, with the, the, the influx of energy that Quincy Williams has brought to that game and then the still consistent, you know, playmaking ability that Quan Alexander shows as well as the, you know, the, the, the consistent veteran that is C.J. Mosley. Man, I'm telling you right now, these guys are playing out of their mind. They're playing out of control. It is awesome to watch. And that goes without even discussing what it is that we're seeing on this defensive front with William Williams, John Franklin Myers, even Vinnie Curry uh, popping off right now, Huff, uh, uh, Michael Carter, the Canadian cat. Uh, what's his name? Canadian Thor or Thanos or whatever they, they call him. He's been a scrub up until this point. I'm just going to keep going. I didn't, even like, I didn't even like mention his name, but he had a pretty decent game uh, this last game. Um, and hopefully we're going to get Jermaine Johnson back coming in within these next couple of days yeah. um, and have him back uh, in time for us to, to move on to these next games. Yeah, then, the, then we didn't even talk about the other rookie making an impact, Michael Clemens with that big uh, block. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, that guy is so another rookie. Not only is he scary, but he's starting to be uh, impactful, which I think makes it doubly fearful um, <laughs> because if, if, if he's as scary as he is in, purpose and, in person and then – um, as scary as we believe that he can be actually on the field, man, that's yeah. double jeopardy. And, and, and that is, is it facts. It's a testament <laughs> to what Joe Douglas is doing to bring in talent um, for this team. So I do want to just touch upon a little bit about what we're going to see in Denver coming up. Um, obviously, they've got, uh, you know, a decent running game, at least when the guys are healthy. I think Melvin Gordon's kind of banged up a little bit right now also. And they've also had uh, Javante go down for the season. So, now, I'll just keep it real. I'm not even sure who their backups are. I know I'm not impressed by Denver, and I, and nah. I don't I don't want this to be a situation where I you know it feels like they're we're overlooking them in particular. But uh, this is this is going to be my hot take for the week. 
I don't give a fat baby's ass what Denver brings to the table. They're not on our level right now. The New York Jets are real. It's visible in what it is that we're doing right now. I think if they really feel like they're going to come in and they're going to try to stop what it is that we do best and they want to OD on the run, this would be the time where we see Zach Wilson air the ball out. And this quite possibly could be um, the, the, the game where we see Zach Wilson have 300 yards and maybe two guys that have 100 yards in Garrett Wilson and, and quite possibly uh, uh, Corey Davis as well. I, I don't want to just give it to Elijah Moore just yet because until I see Mike LaFleur pull his head out of his ass and actually uh, focus on getting that guy the ball in a position where he's comfortable at being, um, I, I'm just I'm not sure if I if, if I would want to go with it. But I also don't want to downplay the fact that we're starting to see C.J. Azama sneak in a little bit. And Tyler Conklin, while I know he's been disappointing at the beginning of the season, that guy is still fully capable of putting up numbers and making catches when we need him to. Um, look, I, I, I'm noticing in the comments. Let me not get too far yeah. away from the comments right now. My man, Justin Minya, that's my guy right there. Uh, okay. Good luck with the, good luck with the business, my man, promoting the, the sports memorabilia and all of that. Justin does it big. You want to take the, the Justin Sports, if, you, if you're not familiar with him, highlight him on Facebook. Um, nice. And, and if, if you're not following him on Twitter, hop on him with, with Twitter also. He does giveaways and things of that nature. Really good dude. I had an opportunity to meet him um, when I went back to the Baltimore game. And, uh, you know, just a really class guy. I've been I've been uh, been going back with him uh, actually since uh, I was a guest on uh, Let, Let's Talk Jets how many every years ago when I used to fight everybody about Gino every week. So, um, Justin, thanks again for calling in, my guy. I really appreciate you. Um, I said, Scott, let's not get carried away. Let's have Zach throw for 200 yards and no interceptions. Real talk. Um, you know what, Scott? That, that's a phenomenal point because it is something that is something that really does need to be kind of pointed to. Um, and that is the fact that Zach doesn't have any turnovers, right? We're not seeing him throw, you know, the ball a million times either. But it does appear that when he does, he's, you know, actually being a little more, uh, you know, maybe uh, smart or more, you know, uh, intelligent decision making. Now, I, I, I will say this. I saw some some throws this past week that, you know, were a little close, were a little suspect. I think he was out of sorts. I don't think he got into rhythm. I don't think Mike LaFleur's game plan actually allowed him to do that. Um, but I, I do believe that if we go into the game with the focus of saying, you know, we're going to give this guy an opportunity, that's what we're going to see. Um, I, I don't know, JR, just touch on, touch on that point for me. Do you think I'm wilding out with that? Well, like I told you before, uh, the positive note was he didn't turn the ball over this week. So, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really impressed too much. Uh, the throw to Corey Davis, they actually scrambled to, you know, outside. That's what I want to see more of. Get him out of the pocket. He seems like he does better when he's scrambling outside the pocket. Yeah. Uh, but that throw was still underthrown. Thank God Corey came back for it and the cornerback didn't have his head turned yeah. around. But, uh, and, and yeah, I want to see more out of him, though. I agree with that. And I mean, look, again, I think maybe I, I should put my brakes a little bit, even if he does have <laughs> 300, even if I, even if he does throw for 300 yards, um, if he continues with some of the throws, like we saw this past weekend, the possibility is he'll give one away. And, uh, yeah, you he, know, he should have had one. Yeah. Scott made a, a really good point in the comments here. He should have had at least two interceptions that they dropped. Yep. I'm not even going to lie about that, that, that actually those are facts. Um, Scott, you, you, you know, I, I try to be as reasonable as possible. I'm really excited about, what it is that these guys are are doing um and i really expect that the sky's the limit right now um I, i've said this a million times and i'll say it again this offense with the playmakers that we have is designed for us to be prolific and that means you know that means multiple you know uh you know games with 100 yard rushing that means multiple games with 200 250 quite possibly 275 yards passing um, three or four, you know, different receivers that are making an impact in the game, as well as, you know, our running backs out of the backfield. So, um, you know what, we're, we're going to have, you know, we're going to have our work cut out for us over the course of these next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to see how it goes. But, uh, you know, again, I do want to temper the expectations. We're not going to win out. We're not going to, you know, run the table. We're not going to, you know, end the season with only two wins. I mean, with two losses, excuse me. So there may be some games where we got some questions and there may be some stinkers. Um, but let's brace ourselves for that. But let's embrace the victories. Let's embrace the growth that we're seeing. Oh, um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. This. Russell Murray in the comments. Thanks again for joining us, brother. Welcome to the pad. Um, that's, ac that's actually one of my buddies, man. He's actually a diehard Buffalo Bill fan, but thank you for joining, buddy. <laughs> that's what, well, look, we, we, take, we take all kinds here. And, and look, he, he's, got a, you know, he's got a legitimate reason to be excited about this team. 
The bills right. are a, the bills are a, are a, are a damn wreck. They're a train, boy. They're, they're, they're coming yep. I'd like to have him come on uh, if he wants to chop it up with us the week when we play Buffalo because I'd like to get his perspective. Oh, on for sure. How we're playing and and what it is that he thinks uh, you know the Bills do well. So do you believe the AFC goes to the Buffalo Bills? The way that they came back last night and did what it is that they did to Kansas City, I think anybody that says no is uh, I think they're smoking the good stuff. And please pass that this way. Buffalo is most definitely, that's a brick house. Yes, you're right. And and Josh Allen, and I mean, I know I'm on record saying that I didn't think Josh, Josh Allen was good when we drafted him. Um, boy, was I wrong, right? I think there's quite, <laughs> there's quite a few of us that might need that that sauce sauce on that piece of crow um, because that, 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 that dude's a beast. Yeah. We'll, we'll be lucky to split with them this season. But uh, historically, historically, and I, I, I got to say this, I think Russell uh, would agree with this. Uh, we 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 play Buffalo tough, man. We play we Buffalo do. tough. We do. So I mean, it's not like it's uh, it's out of the realm of possibility. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it real. We are gonna need to bring both of our A games. Uh, we're gonna have to bring all three of our A games if we expect to beat them. But I think we're up to the challenge, at least emotionally. We're gonna. I think when it there. comes down to that game, it's gonna be it's going Zach Wilson's gonna have to come through. Yeah. Well, we'll look, something like that. If Zach is not balling that game. Then we're going to have a problem. Uh, somebody mentioned this to, to me earlier, and I just I just want to reiterate this, just so uh, I cannot seem like I'm just a, a complete buffoon when it comes to this. <laughs> what we have right now, and what it is that we're seeing, is a playoff caliber team. But unless Zach Wilson is able to take that next step and is actually able to 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 show that he is a capable quarterback that can you know uh, step up in the pass game and and can you know make plays when necessary. I think we're a playoff caliber team that cannot win a playoff game. So that's the difference between just getting there and being a one and done or actually being able to win a game in the playoffs and actually take it to the next level. Um, I do also want to keep in context, right, that, uh, you know, Zach still hasn't even played a full season worth of games just quite yet. So while I'm not one to make excuses as to why it is that we're seeing him, you know, kind of not play up to that level, I think there is something to be said for, uh, you know, there's, no substitute for experience, and uh, he hasn't had it yet. He's probably going to have another few bad games before we actually get to him consistently being good week in and week out. Yeah. So we're coming up against it right now. I want to thank everybody for joining. I got a little bit of a prediction for what it is that we do in Denver, but uh, before we wrap it up, I want to give the, the drummer some love right now, Mr. J.R. Brower, super producer. Give me your prediction for what it is that we see in Denver. All right, so my prediction is coming up for the Denver game. Last week, I actually predicted us to beat Green Bay. I don't know yeah. why. I just had a feeling. I, this yeah, week... I got a little feeling it might be a letdown game, but then I'm thinking this is a new team. We got a lot of young talent. They're not they're not like us. They haven't been through all the torture. They're new. You know what I mean? They're not l- looking in the past. They're in the future. So I believe we're gonna pull this out in the mile high. It's gonna be a little different. It's gonna be more ground and pound again. Solid defense, and we get the victory. I'm gonna go 27. We're scoring points. 13. All right. I'm not I'm not mad at that. Um, and and again, realistically. We're, we're due to have a, one of these games, right? We're, we're just kind of due. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we can pull it out. Like, again, you know, the point uh, is that, you know, maybe while, um, you know, we are riding high right now and it looks like, uh, you know, these guys have bought into everything that Robert Sala is preaching, um, that we're still a young team. And, uh, yes. you know, there, there, there are still some steps that we need to take um, to be considered a, a sustainably, you know, but, successful team. But, but – but we're looking good for a young team, like real good. Like I'm, people <laughs> again, I'm not even mad. Each our, week it gets better. If our defense plays the way that I know that we can against Denver, I don't think Denver stands a chance offensively. And while I know the mile high air uh, allows for the ball to travel a lot farther, Greg the leg might actually prove to be uh, an invaluable weapon for us that week if we can't move the ball like hey, hey, we want to. Hey, you're right. Zach yeah. might throw for 300. He might not have no short passes this week. It might I go look, a little bit further I, with I, the I'm, air. I'm, I'm real. <laughs> the, the, the possibility is that this is what it's actually going to look like. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to yes. throw this out because I think that uh, we are going to be able to run the ball against them. I think that yep. Zach does uh, you know, show up a little bit more than what it is that we've seen. I think Mike LaFleur is hearing the noise about not having these guys um, in the wide receiver room get involved in the game. And I think we actually make a concerted effort uh, to put the ball in the air a little bit. I'm going to call it 31 27. I'm knowing that Ooh. we've been, we've been at, we've been at 40 points. When I say 31, I believe that we're going to score 31 points. I don't necessarily know if Denver's going to be able to get to that. I'm going to give them 17 just uh, because if the refs continue to, uh, to be what it is that the refs are, 
um, there's probably going to be some questionable calls in that regard. Also. Yes. I, 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 look, I'm, I, I don't want to get away from this. I've been predicting wins for the past few weeks, um, and that's because I feel like we're turning the corner. I want to say that we're going to continue with that right now. Um, I think we're going to I think we're going to beat the brakes off them. I think we're going to blow the doors off them. I think this is going to be a statement game where Russell Wilson um, and, and the commentary around his continued efficacy in this league actually comes into question. And uh, maybe this might actually even be uh, a nail in that coffin going forward for how long his career still has left to go on. So, uh. um, look, again, I feel like we're in right now. I mean, I feel like the, the, the only true test that we're going to have really coming up um, outside of what it is that we do to ourselves is how well it is that we play against Buffalo. And Buffalo is obviously the test for everyone as of right now. They are the A1. I, they, are, I, they, are, they, they are the alpha dog. So. I actually think the New England game is going to be the, our, our big test. Division game. and I, I mean, they're not as good, but it's still New England. I think that's going to be a test for us, in my opinion. Uh, Russell, Wilson, uh, Russell Murray's got Jets over Denver. Yeah, well, you know what? And he said, "Coach got them receipts." Russell has a pulse on 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 this, you know. I think yeah. he's he's been watching good football for some time. If he's been watching the Bills, but if he's watched any, <laughs> if he's watched any of what Denver has, uh, just the same way that I have, uh, no, Dem- Denver just scrubs, and and they shouldn't <laughs> they shouldn't actually be, you know, as as highly touted as they are coming into right. this game. All right, but um, thank you very much, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on the pod. Um, We are going to be back next Monday. Hopefully we'll be back on time. Excuse me. That was my error this week. We're going to get it together. Um, For the super producer, J.R. Brower, my guy, thank you very much for joining us. Give us a call next week, 201-256-1799. I am your host, Spotty Blackman Jackson. Holler at me on Twitter at Spotty Blackman. We get into it. We can talk about it. Um, Follow me. uh, You know, Tweet me. I'm on Facebook also under Kevin Jackson if you're watching on Facebook, you guys know me. Get me, get get at me. Uh, thanks again, Scott. Thanks again, Guy. Thanks again, Russell. Thanks to everybody. And and once again, a special special super duper shout out to my guy C- CJD Simone. Thanks again for joining me, brother. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy the game coming up, and we'll holler at you on Monday when we again hopefully discussing the victory. Peace. <laughs> You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.